From Hollywood, the Mel Blanc Show, brought to you each week by the Colgate Palmolive Peach Company, makers of Colgate Tooth Powder, for a breath that's sweet and teeth that sparkle. Colgate Tooth Powder, for a breath that's sweet and teeth that sparkle, brings you Mel Blanc in his own fix-it shop, with Mary Jane Croft, Earl Ross, Joe Kearns, Hans Conry, Victor Miller and his orchestra, and Mel himself, playing that delightful character, Zookie. Here he is, the star of our show, Mel Blank. It's early morning in the fix-it shop, and like any other wide-awake businessman, Mel is getting a clear picture of what's going on in town. No, he isn't reading a paper. He doesn't have to, as long as Mr. Snoop, the gossipy postman, pays his daily visit. Any mail for me, Mr. Snoop? No, don't rush me, Mel. I'm having trouble with my mailbag again. All bursted out to the seams. Well, okay. Let me have it. I'll fix it. Oh, thank you, Mel. Never saw such an interest in mail as I have this morning. And it's too bad Esquire only comes out once a month, huh? Mm. <laughs> I see Mr. Blodgett Liver is acting up again. Got the bill here for him from his doctor. Hey, how can you tell so much about everybody from the mail? Oh, tell most anything, Mel, just for looking at the envelope. Why, you know I followed the courtship of Widow Parker and her fella for five years. At first, all the letters was airmail, special delivery. Hmm. <laughs> Couldn't wait to be together, huh? Yeah. And then they started squabbling. Letters began coming just plain airmail, then regular mail. Yes, sir, I knew just the day they called it quits, too. You know how? Started writing postcards. No, 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 a letter come. Two cents postage due. <laughs> Okay, Mr. Snoop, here's your bag. Oh, thank you. Now, uh, how about my mail? Oh, you got just a postcard this morning, Mel. Let me see what it said. Uh, Community Chess Drive announces the appearance of Betty Rhodes at the Municipal Auditorium. You uh, can't make out the small type here on the bottom. Left my glasses to hum. <laughs> well, don't take it to heart, Mr. Snoop. I can read my own mail. Uh, you know, today's mail is full of these here postcards. Got one here for your girl's kid brother, Tommy. Oh, sure. Tommy's president of the Betty Rhodes fan club in town. Yeah. I was talking to some of the kids. They want a whole little party for Miss Rhodes. They can't find a place. Say, wait a minute. What's the matter, Mel? Well, why don't I talk to Tommy and tell them they can get together with Miss Rhodes right here in the fix-it shop? Oh, I don't know. You know, Miss Rhodes is a pretty big star. That's why the kids are so particular. Oh, my girl Betty's always saying I ought to get some publicity for the fix-it shop. This is my big chance. I'll get the place all cleaned up for him. Oh, still don't know. Well, I, uh, I'll tell Tommy I know Miss Rhodes, that we went to school together. Did you? Well, in a way. Of course, they were different schools. <laughs> oh, but you got to use a little imagination in this business. Well, I wish you luck. Sure like that song Miss Rhodes sings in the jukebox in Thompson's Ice Cream Parlor. Rumors are flying, there's no denying. <laughs> Yeah, rumors are flying. Mm. Might be a good song for you, Mr. Snoop. It might be if I wasn't one for mine and my own business. Well, so long, Mel. Goodbye, Mr. Snoop. Hiya, Tommy. Oh, say, Mel, is that true what you said on the phone? Yeah, I mean, about knowing Betty Rhodes personally? Well, I don't like to brag, Oh, but... gosh, my future brother-in-law is really solid, right on the beam. 
Hey, man, slip me some skin. Huh? Well, you dig me, don't you? I said, slip me some skin. Where am I going to get some? I'm wearing all I got. <laughs> oh, oh, boy, are you booty. Booty? Oh, yeah, you know. Mellow-rooney. Oh, that explains everything. Well, now, you take Betty Rowe. Oh, of course, I don't have to tell you, you being such an old friend. Uh, oh, of course. Hey, you know what makes her such a nipple snatcher at the jukeboxes? Booty? Right. She's a re-sweet with a mellow beat. Uh-huh. Don't you agree? Oh, but definitely. <laughs> I think. Uh, but look, Tommy, uh, how about my proposition? Oh, it's a deal. Miss Rose will meet her fan club here in the fixer shop this afternoon at 4 o'clock. Good boy, Tommy. Oh, and I'll send our secretary, Ruthie Nelson, over with a phonograph. And she'll help you clean up the shop, too. Fine. Well, so long, Mel. Everything's gonna be just... Sure. Vooty. Why not? Miss Rhodes will come in. I'll say, hello, Benny. She'll have to say hello to me. We will know each other. It's simple. But if it's so simple, why am I so scared? Now, is it true what everybody's saying that you're a personal friend of Miss Rose? Oh, that. Well, uh, you see, Betty... We've heard her on the jukebox so many times, and you never even told me. Oh, I guess it just slipped my mind, honey. Oh, I know. You were afraid I might be jealous. Now, weren't you? Mm, well... Of course, that's it. But, darling, I don't mind at all. I think it's wonderful. Why, even Father was impressed when Tommy told him. You know what Daddy said? No, but I can guess. He, he probably went... <laughs> <laughs> that's right. But this time he meant it affectionately. I don't know. How can you bite somebody's head off affectionately? <laughs> well, tell me now, what's Betty Rose like? Well, honey, she's uh, a girl. <laughs> you certainly don't miss a thing, do you? <laughs> uh, well, she's, uh, well, uh, booty. What? Yeah, she's a reed sweet with a mellow beat. What? And you can take my word for it, too. Well, I don't know if I like you knowing her that well. Oh, honey, I'm just doing this to get some publicity for the fix-it shop. Well, anyway. Oh, oh, yes, I almost forgot. What's that? Well, Daddy's coming over here, and he said that since you know Miss Rhodes so well, there's a big favor you can do for him. Isn't he a little too old for autographs? Oh, no. No, it's something else. He was very secretive about it. He said if all this is true, he'll be your friend for life. Gosh, that would be swell. But he said if all this was a gag, he'd... Yeah, I know. And he's strong enough to do it, too. Of course, I told him it couldn't be a gag. That'd be silly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ridiculous. Yeah. Well, darling, I'll see you this afternoon when Miss Rose gets here. I can hardly wait. Bye. Uh, so long, honey. Gosh, how am I going to do any favor for Mr. Colby when I never even saw Miss Rose in my life? Well, I'm going through with it anyway. When she comes in, I'll just step up like an old friend, and I'll say, Hello, Rosie! I know the exact words I'm going to use. Gosh, I wonder what words she's going to use. <laughs> oh, no, she couldn't. She's too much of a lady. You sold Gates' powder, keep smiling just fine. Use any smarter 
A breath of trouble dims your chance of being someone's big romance. Do you think that this breath of trouble, I mean, unpleasing breath, could be hurting your romance? Let Colgate Tooth Powder help you. Just do this. Brush your teeth night and morning and before every date with Colgate Tooth Powder. For Colgate Tooth Powder cleans your breath as it cleans your teeth. Yes, scientific tests have definitely proved that in seven cases out of ten, Colgate Tooth Powder instantly stops unpleasing breath that originates in the mouth. What's more, no dentifrice at any price cleans your teeth more quickly and thoroughly than Colgate Tooth Powder. Remember to buy it first thing, and remember the name, Colgate Tooth Powder, with the accent on powder. Don't take a with your romance. Use Colgate Tooth Powder. Well, Mel's decided to get some publicity for his fix-it shop, and so he told a little white lie about knowing Betty Rhodes personally. Mel's girlfriend is duly impressed, and even her father, Mr. Colby, is beginning to see Mel in a different light. Hello, Mr. Colby. <coughs> what was that, Mr. Colby? <coughs> <laughs> yeah, it is kind of warm in here. <coughs> Mel, Mel, is it true what they're saying, Tommy, Betty, everybody, about you and Betty Rhodes being such good friends? Well, uh, sure, that's right. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if she was an old flame of yours, huh? Oh, not exactly a flame. Uh, just sort of a flicker. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, that's good. That's wonderful. There's something you can do for me, son. Son? Gosh, Mr. Colby, you just called me son. Well, now, Mel, don't I always call you son? Yeah, but that's only the beginning. <laughs> uh, Son do this and son do that. Yes, yes. Well, between you and me, Mel, between you and me, I am not just a manager of a supermarket. There's a side of me even you haven't seen. Oh, you probably look the same on both sides. I mean, uh... yes. ever since I was a kid, I wanted to be a songwriter. Why, 20 years ago, for instance, I just missed the Wheel of Fortune. You did? Yeah. I wrote a song, but it flopped. Someone had written, Who Threw the Overalls in Mrs. Murphy's Chowder? Well, what was the name of your song? Who Dunked the Pajamas in Mr. Colucci's Minestrone? Yes, everybody steals my ideas, but now I have a new song, and nobody can steal this one. Why not? <laughs> Hasn't got a title. <laughs> oh, oh, Melvin, my son, you get Betty Rhodes to sing it, and I'll do anything I can for you. But, Mr. Colucci, if you mess it up, you know what that means. <laughs> Yeah. Gosh, it's getting warmer in here all the time. <laughs> well, son, can I depend on you? Uh, sure, I'll, I'll tell Rosie. Rosie? <laughs> you must know her real well. That's great. <laughs> oh, uh, uh, how does your song go? Oh, <clears throat> the two eyes of a blue, a heart that is so true. Blue, true. Yeah, like it? Well, it sounds like a great song for a hoot owl. Ah. <laughs> well... You know, it, it it sounds a little familiar. Of course it does. I just sang it to you. Oh. Well, uh, okay, Mr. Colby. I'll tell Rosie all about it. Oh, fine. I'll be here to sing it for her myself. Do I have blue? Ah, nephew, now I have heard everything. Did you hear Mr. Colby? Yes. And how can he yell like that with no one beating him? Gosh, Uncle Rupert, 
I think I'm getting a little nervous. Here, here. You better let your old uncle give you a little advice about the right approach when you meet a lady of the theater. Oh, please, I'm in enough trouble. For instance, when I used to wait at the stage door for Lillian Russell every night, I was the very epitome of courtliness and gallantry. So you've told me. Why, when that great lady came out of the theater, I'd meet her with a low bow. And I'd guide her gently to her cat. I tell you, the stage door Johnnies didn't have a chance when I was around. That's because you were the doorman. <laughs> to be sure. Gosh, Tommy said some girl named Ruthie Nelson was going to bring a phonograph and help me tidy up the shop. Where is she? I wouldn't worry about Ruthie Nelson, nephew. You'd better worry about Betty Rose. Well, I'll let you in on a little secret. I am. <laughs> Oh, pardon me, young man. Is this the right way to Mel Blank's fix-it shop? Why, sure, just around the corner. Hey, aren't you Betty Rhodes? Why, yes, uh-huh. Oh, gosh, Betty Rhodes. Oh, gosh, I don't know what to say. You know, I've seen your pictures, and I, 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 well, uh, <laughs> uh, Mel Blank's fix-it shop is just around the corner, and your old pal Mel Blank just can't wait to see you. Oh, pal. I just want him to fix my phonograph. Oh, well, I- I'll see you later, Miss Rose. <laughs> All right, thanks a lot, Sonny. <laughs> oh, pardon me. I brought this phonograph in. and it's Oh, you must be Ruthie Nelson. Well, here's your broom. You can start sweeping out the place. <laughs> hey, where you been? What? Well, Tommy sent you over for the Betty Rose meeting, didn't he? Oh, you must be the one who's Betty Rose's old pal. Oh, pal. <laughs> oh, I'm the only one who ever called her Rosie. Rosie? Yeah. She called me Melzy. Mm-hmm. We're practically lifelong friends. Uh, well, look, kid, you better get busy with that broom, huh? With a broom? Yeah, and here's a rag. You can start dusting when you're through. Everything's got to be spick and span when she gets here. i got a big favor to ask her, Rosie. Well, I'm sure you're going to get just what you're asking for, Melzy. <laughs> Oh, my aching back. What's the matter, Ruthie? Tired? Yes, and I'm beginning to wonder if Betty Rhodes is worth all this trouble. Oh, how can you say that? You secretary of a fan club. Here, take all this trash in the back of the shop. Zuki will tell you what to do with it. Zuki? Yeah, he's my assistant. Well, okay. Well, everything's taken up. Well, I guess this must be the back of the shop. People will say we're in love. Are you Zuki? Well, look, Zuki, where do I put this trash, huh? Trash? Oh, oh, just put it in the ash. Yes, put it in the incinerary. The incinerary. In, in, in. <laughs> Sweep it under the rug. <laughs> Say, Zuki, where did Mel meet Miss Rose? Oh, oh he, he's only um, in, in making believe. Uh, so he can get on the right side of his girl's father. Oh, I see. Hey, you know, I, I'd like to be a, 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 a singer, too. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm not bad. Listen. One meatball. 
I guess my little publicity stunt's going over with a bang. Tommy and the rest of the fan club should be here any minute. Now, uh, look, son. Uh, yes, Mr. Colby? When you talk about my song to Rosie, say it's beautiful, sensational, soul-stirring. You know, that two eyes of a blue, a heart that is true. Please, Father, not again. Oh, hi, everybody. Oh, Tommy. Oh, when's Miss Rose going to be here, Tommy? Being here? She's been here for two hours. What? Well, sure, I showed her how to get here. And here's her phonograph. Oh, but but that's Ruthie Nelson. Oh, no, it isn't. Ruthie couldn't make it. That belongs to Betty Rose. You see? Here are her initials. B-I. That's... That's... That's Ruthie. <laughs> Somebody slapped me on the back. <laughs> Nothing wrong, Mel, till I get your glass of water? Yeah. Put some poison in it. <laughs> Mel, what's the matter? Darling, what is it? Hey, look, everybody, I, I might as well tell you. I don't know. Oh, hello, everybody. Oh, hello, Miss Rhodes. Well, aren't you going to say hello, Melzy? Melzy? Look, Miss Rhodes. Oh, Melzy, call me Rhodesy. Rhodesy? <laughs> I must be off my nutsy. <laughs> Oh, now, honey, don't be so embarrassed. Melzy, you didn't embarrass so easily when we went to school together. School? Huh? Oh, 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 oh sure. Well, I remember the last time I said goodbye to you, Rosie. You, you cried like a baby. I did. Because you was only two years old. <laughs> and just think, in the meantime, you've become a big, aggressive businessman. Uh, uh, remember me? Two eyes of blue. What that is true. <laughs> You hear something, Miss Rhodes? <laughs> <laughs> yes, frightening, isn't it? <laughs> oh, uh, Miss Rhodes, I mean, Rhodesy, uh, my future father-in-law here, Mr. Colby, he's got a new song he wrote. He'd like you to sing it for him. Oh, say, the kids will be here any minute. Let me put on your new Victor record. Rumors are flying. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. Go right ahead, Tommy. <laughs> Oh, the room 
your job or ruin your romance. And the pity is, the victim of unpleasing breath seldom suspects the real reason for his unhappiness. So it's wise to be on your guard. Do this. Brush your teeth night and morning and before every date with Colgate Tooth Powder. For Colgate Tooth Powder cleans your breath as it cleans your teeth. Yes, scientific tests have definitely proved that in seven cases out of ten, Colgate Tooth Powder instantly stops unpleasing breath that originates in the mouth. What's more, no dentifrice at any price cleans your teeth more quickly and thoroughly than Colgate Tooth Powder. Remember to buy it first thing. And remember the name Colgate Tooth Powder with the accent on powder. Don't take a chance with your romance. Use Colgate Tooth Powder. Gosh, we had a lot of fun tonight. Thanks, Red, uh, Betty Rose, for dropping in. Oh, it was a pleasure, Melzy. <laughs> and goodbye, Zuki. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> this is Buddy Easton reminding you that Colgate Tooth Powder for a breath of sweet and teeth of sparkle brings you the Mel Blanc Show every Tuesday at this time. Be sure to join us again next Tuesday night for more fun with Nell and the people you'll meet in Mel Blanc's Fix-It Shop. Say hello to Halo Shampoo for naturally bright and beautiful hair. Remember, even finest soaps and soap shampoos hide the natural luster of your hair with dulling soap film. But Halo Shampoo contains no soap, therefore leaves no dulling soap film. Even in hardest water, Halo makes oceans of rich, fragrant lather, quickly banishes loose dandruff and dirt. Halo needs no lemon or vinegar in. Say hello to Halo and goodbye to dulling soap film. Get Halo Shampoo at any cosmetic counter. The Mel Blanc Show was written by David Victor and Herb Little Jr. and was produced and directed by Joe Ryan. Ladies, it takes fat to make soap. Normally, in addition to our own huge supplies, America imports vast quantities of fats and oils. But there is famine abroad, and where famine stalks, there is no fat for export. Our only source of additional fats is your kitchen. 
So if you want more products like soap, nylons, and linoleum, help out by taking a used kitchen fat to your butcher. He'll pay you four cents a pound. Sell him a can this week for sure. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System.